Welcome to You and Your Money. I'm Brian Hurst's evening. Our program is centered around retirement and financial planning. The latest statistics reflect how few people can retire comfortably and the difficulty pensioners find themselves in, particularly 10 years into retirement, to due to what I call retirement inflation. While CPR continues to be under control, the increase in expenses for pensioners, and just to name a few, food, transport, medical aid, is quite frightening. For many pensioners, the increase of a quarter percent in the repo rate from 3.5 to 3.75 is certainly welcomed. However, for the many working South Africans who are saddled with debt, a big disappointment. Although it's very small, the trend of lower rates has now reversed and we can expect high interest rates in the next 12 to 24 months. I personally was disappointed that the South African Reserve Bank did not wait until the new year to give consumers a breather over this festive season. And joining this evening in the Zoom room is Doug Matthews, Chief Investment Officer at Marriott Investment Manager. Doug, good to have you on the show and thank you for joining me this evening. It's a pleasure. Doug, with inflation staying flat in the last few months, do you think this rate increase was necessary? It's a good question. Uh, it certainly, certainly was was debate is debatable, probably, and evidenced by the a uh, 50-50 split between economists that were expecting rates to to stay on hold versus those expecting a hike. Um, I think I think the the, the 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 Reserve Bank needed to acknowledge that inflation pressures are building, um, and and I think this rate hike announcement was a nod to to those inflation pressures. I, I think the the Reserve Bank thinks a lot about its credibility and, and has done a great job over the years of establishing great credibility when it comes to keeping inflation under control. I think it's also an awareness of the of, of the RAND and the fact that interest rates could be rising in the first world, notably in America going going forward. So so I think we need to be um, you know, our, our real rates need to be reasonably attractive relative to, to interest rates in the first world. So, so wasn't completely surprised. Was it necessary? Um, you know, our inflation is is reasonably controlled, but but I think we need to to bear in mind that that interest rates at three and a half percent, three point seven five percent is extremely low, fifty year lows, and it's extreme. It's still very uh, accommodative policy. So, I don't think we can moan too much at at Kanyaku. Doug, you, you running investments at Marriott, I mean, one of the big issues really for all of us and all investors is the RAND. And I mean, the weakness of the RAND, I mean, just before I came on air, I mean, the RAND's now trading at 1580, 1583 to the dollar. Looks like it could break 16. It's over 21 to the pound. I mean, a, a little bit surprised. I mean, you think about it, we've had RAND as low last year, in, even this year, around a bit breaking 14. And now all of a sudden, it looks like 16. Is this, is, this, is this one of the reasons? I would have thought that with interest rates rising, that may have some uh, uh, less pressure on the rand. Yeah, you know, that's it's such a good question. Um, you know, it's amazing how, how volatile markets can be. I mean, I think it was three or four months ago that the, the rand might, might have touched 1360. And as you said, it's, it's trading at 1580 this evening. I, I certainly think it has to, a lot to do with, with the interest rate outlook. You know, we, South Africa, we have a growth problem in South Africa. We don't have an inflation problem longer term, we believe. You, in America, probably they've, they've got high growth, but they've also got high inflation. And, and as a result of that, they can afford to increase rates going forward. It makes sense from their, from, from their economic perspective. 
In South Africa, our economy is still struggling. I mean, GDP growth forecasts after the rebound are, you know, some of them are still below 2%. And, and as a result, we really can't accommodate or afford high interest rates. And, you know, that has been reflected in our exchange rate. It started to be priced in. Um, because because you can um, obviously benefit from rising interest rates in America, which are presumed to be quite aggressive or, or in the years ahead relative to a more subdued hiking cycle here in South Africa. Um, and I think that's what's, what's really driving the currency at the moment. Look, the difficulty for South Africans is they want to be diversified. They understand that they can get investments offshore and probably a much, you know, if you think about South Africa making up less than 1% of world GDP. I mean, you guys run funds in the, in, the, in, the, in the UK. I know you've got a property fund, the Marriott property fund there. But let me ask you this question. You're now faced with the problem of someone asking you, should I be taking money out now at this level or should I be waiting for some recovery? You know, am I going to be taking money out at a high level and then are we going to see maybe markets coming off internationally? Am I going to get a double whammy or am I still going to get the benefit of, you know, taking money out at this level and still investing it and getting growth offshore? Sure. Those are all good, complicated questions. Um, yeah. With, well, with I, try to, I try to just compromise yeah. in, in one thing, taking yeah. money out now yes. or waiting yes. and investing. Because you, you can't take I, money out I and leave it in the bank, can you? I mean, you've got to invest it. Yeah. I, think, I think if you're taking money offshore, it has to be a long-term investment decision. Because, you know, just predicting the exchange rate is so difficult to do. Um, you know, we've seen that this year, you know, in the, in the course of 12 months, we've seen 13, 60, 15, 80, not long ago. You know, two years ago, we touched 18 rand. So, so the rand is a, is a very volatile, unpredictable variable. Um, but over, over time, we've seen a steady depreciation of the rand versus, uh, versus uh, first world currencies. And, and we expect that to continue into the future because uh, of differences in inflation rates here versus, versus the first world. And then we also think from, a, from an equity perspective, we've got some good companies in South Africa. Uh, but they pale in comparison to kind of the investment option and, and companies that you can invest in, you know, on, on first world exchanges. Um, companies like Nestle, Colgate, Palmolive, Johnson & Johnson, Coca-Cola, Pfizer, you know, just world-class companies with brilliant growth prospects that, that we think every investor should have some exposure to. And just in terms of quality, probably superior than the best companies that we've got to offer here in South Africa. However, you know, something that South Africa does really have that stands out globally is, is really attractive income yields on our bonds. Um, and as I mentioned, infl the inflation dynamics in South Africa are reasonably fa um, favorable. We don't, we don't really have an inflation problem at the moment in South Africa, and we don't see or see one, uh, you know, down the line over the medium term because our economy is struggling for growth. And you're able to invest in, in government bonds uh, here in South Africa yielding pretty close to 10%. If you look at 10-year bonds, you know, the five-year R186 bond is yielding 8%. You compare that to, to first, wheel, first um, world bond yields, you know, those are really attractive levels of income. So, so from our perspective, if you're looking for long-term capital growth and, and dividend growth from your investments, you know, you, you've got to seriously be considering offshore equities. Uh, but if you're looking for, for, for your investments also to provo provide some income yield, you know, South Africa has some, some fantastic investments um, to take advantage of. Yeah. Look, the big problem for most individuals is they do not start saving early enough in life. 
How does how do you think one changes behaviour so that in the years ahead those that are just starting to work do not run into the same problem? Yeah, it's a good question. I think you know part of the problem is everybody retirement is is kind of a problem that's far away for most, and and we're all trying to deal with the you know the pr- problems at our you know at our front door. Um, so it, it kind of um, gets pushed to the side until until often it, it's too late. I think. You know, education is vital in the workplace, in the school, you know, in the school environment, just to help people understand what, you know, what is required to 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 retire comfortably. And I think it's also up to to asset managers and and the industry at large to provide investment tools that can give an, uh, investors an indication of, you know, what their what their savings uh, are going to materialize in when it comes to producing an income stream for them when they choose to retire one day. Um, you know, the more education and information and tools um, we have uh, at our disposal, you know, the better and easier it is to plan for the future. Hard to t- tell a 25-year-old who's finished university, now got a first job, look, start thinking about retirement in 40, 40 years' time. I mean, yeah. they've, been, they've been out of school five to seven years, and you're really asking them. I'm often asked yeah. about my views on whether to purchase a fixed income or a living annuity, and I must tell you, you've got to understand people, you know, I get that all the time in retirement, you know, and just to understand, a living annuity is really, is in essence an investment product it transfers the risks and responsibility of securing an adequate income for life onto your shoulders. In return, you have greater investment income flexibility and your nominated beneficiaries inherit whatever's left of your money after your death. Uh, your capital does not die with you. With a living annuity, you decide how to invest your savings within the basket of investments offered by your product provider. Unless you have the necessary investment expertise, you should consult a reputable retirement planning tool or financial advisor on the appropriate drawdown rate and asset allocation. Is this something that you, 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 you get asked on a regular basis about people reaching retirement, you know, coming out of your funds, should we be buying a living annuity or a guarantee annuity, which is really very much uh, an insurance product that um, you purchase from a life insurance company. The life insurer guarantees to pay you a specified monthly pension for the rest of your life. This effectively insures you against longevity risk. However, the risk that you live longer than expected, as well as investment risk, is certainly taken out of the equation. How do you see it in that way, Doug? Yeah, I mean, that's such a good summary. And, and you know, we certainly do, do get that question from, from time to time. You know, our, our responsibility at Marietta is really to manage the investments and to try and produce the best outcomes we can. So just in response to that question, we always emphasize the, the importance of financial advice. You know, they, 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 you, you know there's, there's different benefits, there are different disadvantages of, of, of both those products. It's really, really important for the investor to fully comprehend the, you know, the benefit of, of flexibility uh, when it comes to living, living annuities on the one hand versus the benefit of, of certainty on the other. And, and hence, speaking to a financial advisor is always the way to go. Yeah, well, we're going to take a break. And if you would like to call us, our number this evening is 011-484-0468. You can also email me at brian at bdtv.co.za. Stay tuned. We'll be back shortly.